0: Meanwhile, in 1995...
1: Do you really think this is the right thing for us to be doing, Ivana? What will people think? Let them talk. Ivana. 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 It's wrong, isn't it?
0: But it feels so right.
1: Then it's a deal?
0: Yes, we eat our pizza the wrong way.
1: Crust first. Introducing stuffed crust pizza from Pizza Hut. With a ring of cheese baked into a totally new, thinner crust, you'll want to eat it the wrong way. Crust first. I have the last slice. Actually, You're only entitled to
0: half. Well, that didn't age well. Napoleon! Uh, yes, sir. Diligently searching for the second cylinder, sir. I give you
1: access to an interdimensional view portal.
0: And I'm deeply grateful for that. And
1: you use it to play Mario Paint and watch antiquated television programs.
0: No, I do research, too. Did you know that Donald Trump was on the Stuffed Cruts Pizza commercial? And how, exactly,
1: does that qualify as research?
0: Well, I mean, he's always had money. But he went from doing pizza commercials and movie cameos to running his own show, and then, yeah, you know. Yes, I know. And your point is? What I'm saying is that maybe, just maybe, he might have had a supernatural assist, you know? I don't follow. I'm saying that maybe he made a deal to secure, uh, the second cylinder of Dominion, and he's using it to, uh... You're
1: just making this up as you go, aren't you?
0: What? No.
1: Perhaps our guests can help teach you what real research consists of. And they are? T.C. Rollins of the Dirty Talk podcast. The show explores obscure historical events. ...and cultural phenomenon that lead towards the, shall we say, naughty side. You could learn a thing or two from him.
0: Oh, pay close attention, sir.
1: See that you do. Oh, and one more thing. Uh, yes, sir? I don't want him applying his investigative techniques towards our current endeavors.
0: Oh, right. Uh, no mention of the cylinders, of being immortal, and... And don't advertise my... position. Oh, Yeah, I kind of let that slip on the Dave the Clone interview, huh?
1: Under usual circumstances, your idiocy is the perfect cover for such things.
0: (laughs) Thank you, sir.
1: That wasn't a compliment. Oh. However, TC's predilection for digging up the truth, no matter how rancid and festering it may be, could prove most inconvenient for someone in my position.
0: You are quite rancid, sir.
1: Yes, but let's not publicize that fact. I'm...
0: Oh, the fact that you're the Prince of Darkness?
1: Indeed. Should my name find its way into your mouth, tell them I'm an actor or something innocuous like that.
0: (laughs) No one's gonna believe that.
1: People believe what they're told.
0: Yeah, okay, that's true.
1: And I don't trust your dubious improvisation skills with this delicate
0: matter. That's probably a good decision, sir.
2: The following podcast is a presentation of Project Entertainment Network.
1: Don't be scared now, but it looks like you just wandered straight into you mind country. That's you mind short for unaffiliated mind games, and you ain't never gonna be the same again. Brace yourself. It's time for red hot truth injection. Oh yeah! That's right, b****. We're rounding up the sheeple and shaking them awake. You mind Too damn bad. We're gonna set fires and the over your eyes. Feel the burn, baby. Hot We're toppling the lives of the lamestream media, one by one. Woo-wee! Watch them bad boys fall. Hey, Universe A, this is Universe B calling, and we're going to tear you a new one. You mind?
0: Okay, hey everybody! I am here today with TC Rollins of the Dirty Talk podcast. Hi, TC. Hello.
2: Thanks for having me on.
0: Yes, very much. Uh, I'm very excited about this. Um, I'm really, really interested in your podcast. Um, I'm kind of a a history and obscure trivia buff. Uh
2: So (laughs) when that your show, so we so we kind of slide right into your little niche there. Right
0: into my interest zone, so that's very exciting for me. Um, and uh, one of your, your fairly recent episodes uh, actually involved um, sex dolls. oh yeah, yeah. And we we actually live uh, where in Vista, but we are very close to the San Marcos Real Doll Warehouse and Factory.
2: <laughs> oh, so, have you taken the tour?
0: I we haven't, and I I don't know that it's available because of COVID. But uh, yeah.
2: You don't want to infect the dolls.
0: Yeah, it would would be sad. But uh, so, but yeah. um, So goodness. uh, Have you just always been uh, somebody who is just really into history and research?
2: Uh, I have. I've always enjoyed learning random facts about things. I read all the time. And that's how I find a lot of the stuff we talk about. And um, yes, I, I think I've always just loved that. I was the kid, sorry, my, <clears throat> open my I've been clearing out this closet because oh. I'm trying to build myself a new uh, recording space. Yes. It's been a year into staying home and not being able to do anything. I finally, like, oh, I should build myself like a semi professional recording space. Right. So I've been in this closet all day clearing this stuff out, and it's dusty because it's full of all this stuff yeah. that I haven't gone through. Years. Like I have all these old composition books, you know, oh, from wow. when I was a teenager, all the, you know, important thoughts That's awesome. that, that you go through. And I got, you know, I got a duck that my Aww. sister, got a duck that my sister painted and stuff. That's so cool. I'm just, I'm sorry if my voice gets scratchy or whatever. No worries. Because I've been in the dust, <laughs> but yes. this is a good, good uh, jumping off place because I'm surrounded by piles of stuff right now. Yes. So I'm glad to take a break. Anyways, to answer your question, what was the question?
0: Okay. It, have you always just been the kind of person who just loves to do research? And...
2: Yes. Yeah. I, yeah. When I was a kid, I used to take my toys apart because mm-hmm. I, I had more fun taking them apart and then figuring out if I could put them back together than mm-hmm. I would really playing with them. So that's, yeah, I've always just kind of enjoyed figuring out the way things work. And reality is the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. So the more you learn about it, the more there is to learn. About yes.
0: it. This is just a very analytical mind, so. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah definitely. Very cool. Um, yeah, I've, I've really been enjoying your series. Uh, you And the subject matters that you talk about, uh, you always manage to find something that is right on the cusp of being <laughs> uh, naughty. But, uh-huh.
2: uh Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, wait, we're only on the cusp of being naughty? I, I, I some,
0: some of the episodes
2: are pretty naughty. Um, yeah. But <laughs> Well, that's so sometimes when I tell people about it, they're like, "Oh, you're a sex podcast." And I'm like, "No, no, no, no. We're not a sex podcast because it's called The Dirty Talk Podcast. Right. But we're not necessarily we do talk about sex mm-hmm. and sex type stuff, right? But we also try to weave in interesting facts yeah. <laughs> as well. So it's not just like we're not sitting around talking about our sex lives or anything. We're talking about like other people's sex lives or just the weird things that come up. When you deal with sexuality, right, right, and then try to put that into an odd narrative form, you're like, how can we write a story that illustrates these random facts that we've come up with? Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, I think what's really interesting about it is um, that it's it's a it is a, like a historical and they uh, like kind of a uh, I, I don't know what you call like a, just an educational podcast, but at the same mm-hmm. time. It's almost an audio drama because you have sound effects, you have a storyline a lot of the time, mm-hmm. um, and it's it's such a unique style. Um, how did you uh, come about that?
2: Accidentally. <laughs> uh, just, uh, I don't know, we'll get uh, like an idea, like. We'll say hey let's research this like for our clown episode let's mm-hmm. say They're like hey clowns are weird let's research clowns and I was like okay so I'll start doing research on clowns and then I'll find some stuff like I found a bunch of stuff about uh, Joseph Grimaldi who was this famous clown from way way back and he had an incredibly interesting life and so I was like how can I dramatize his life and a lot of it um I'm not going to say that there's drugs involved mm-hmm. in the creative process, but sometimes there's drugs involved in the creative process. Yeah. And you kind of start, once you ingest all the information, then you kind of sit back and let it swirl around in your head and be like, how, how is this going to sound? And you try to imagine how it's going to sound in your head, how I can present this story in this way that will be entertaining and funny and engaging. Very cool.
0: Now, speaking of drugs and the creative process. Uh, yeah. You were a voice actor in our recent uh, William S. Burroughs episode.
2: You were I actually, was.
0: Yes, you were the voice of the sand crap. Yes. So, cool. And um, are you kind of a voice guy? Uh, have you always been into that?
2: Uh, I have. I've always enjoyed doing impersonations. Right. I've always enjoyed acting. Um, a lot of the voices that you hear on our podcast, mm-hmm. I'll play most of the characters. Uh, we have some other people that we've worked with before. Um, my co-host, her husband, does some voices. Uh, but I try to do as many of the voices as I possibly can.
0: Nice. What is your favorite voice to do at present? I know it probably changes. Oh, man.
2: My favorite voice <laughs> your to Your favorite voice. And can you give us a um, sample? Well, I've always done a good Sean Connery. Oh, nice. That's <laughs> always a fun one to do. Cool. Because he has this way... Where he talks and it gets very intense. (laughs) But then he goes down low like he's whispering in your ear. Very nice. That kind of stuff. Um I've been working on a Christopher Walken for a long time, but he's really hard to do. I don't know if I'm gonna pull that off (laughs) right now. You have to really be in the the kind of mindset for that. Like uh when I was doing the Burrow sand crab for you, I've I've been recording in my hall closet, which is full of clothes, so you can imagine it's dark and I have this tiny little light in there and I have the script printed out and microphone. So I'm trying to get this, you know, old man kind of feel. I mean, start talking slow and you know, and Burroughs has this way of talking where he's not rhythmic at all. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever heard him sing. No, I haven't heard main, him sing. No. Oh, so he did some stuff with Tom Waits. Um, if oh. you listen to the black writer,
0: that's my, that's like my, the, a lot of our podcast is based on that. So maybe I have heard
2: it. Is is based on the the black writer.
0: Uh, yeah. Black, black, the album, the black writer,
2: uh, the, the opera that he did. Yeah. 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 So, uh, so Burroughs is on that album. He does the, the, and strip off your dance around in your bones when you hear the sweet syncopation. You know, and he just has no rhythm. He can't sing, and God bless his heart. But Tom Waits just said, All right, go with it. You have, you know, absolutely no singing talent whatsoever, but we're just going to throw you on the album. But that's, yeah, that's Burroughs. Oh, that's awesome. So when you're reading, kind of like, so I was crouched in the thing, I was like, I can't have any. You know, it just stutters and kind of like, uh, yeah. you know, it just has there's no rhythm to it whatsoever.
0: I know Burroughs wrote that, but I didn't know that was his actual voice. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, I feel silly now because that's yeah, that um, the first couple seasons were actually based off of The Black Rider and uh-huh. the character of Old Scratch, uh, who comes in. He uh, when we first started, I wanted him to use the voice that they, they sing in for the uh, just the
2: right bullets. Oh yeah,
0: He's uh, not able. To must have
2: it. Just the right bullets. Yes. And- oh yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, he almost choked. It's.
0: <laughs> oh yeah,
2: no, I love. I mean, Tom Waits is another one that uh, if you listen to, our I think it was the the Fetish podcast. I tried to go for this whole radio old weird radio in between the static feel, and I did kind of like, like Tom Waitsy voice, and I just I like doing voices like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Low down. You know, they just have that. They feel like they've been lived in for a while and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Speaking of the Black Rider, I use the, the line in there about the magic bullets. Strange thing about those magic bullets. Yeah. You know, when you use them, because, you know, sometimes like, I, I think about that when I start doing, uh, drinking too much uh, like caffeine and stuff like that, just to like, keep myself going. And then you realize you just need that <laughs> on a daily basis. You're like, oh, I'm just going to use it today. Just to get to the day because I'm tired. And then you use the magic bullets. And then with anything in life, you use that little crutch. And then right. every day you need to have that crutch. That's
0: right. So, Very cool. Yeah, he, he's actually uh, from San Diego, I guess, Tom Waits. So. Uh,
2: yeah, he lives not too far from me.
0: Oh, wow. Uh,
2: he, uh, I live up in Sonoma County. Mm-hmm. So we're, uh, if you know where that is, yeah. I think people know us because of our wine, our fine selection of wine that we have up here. Uh, he lives in Sebastopol, so yeah. he's he lives like about 15 minutes away, and he uh, walks around town. He used to play small little clubs in Sebastopol. He would he wouldn't advertise it because he, he hasn't played live, you know, like an actual show in years. But mm-hmm. he would just show up in a random bar downtown, and you know, you would go in and he'd just be Tom waits on the piano and sing. Let me sing a song, here, ladies and gentlemen. You know, um. Yeah, and a friend of mine has a studio, and Tom Waits did the SEO for his website. Oh wow! In exchange for studio time, he's a weird guy. I've only have I haven't been able to meet them someday. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've called his number a couple times because in one of his songs he has that number. He says call anytime, and I've tried it, but the number is oh. not working currently. Oh. It's one of these days, maybe we'll pick up and we can have a nice chat.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Though if you if you ever have to enter a phone number to get a discount code at the grocery store, 8675309, because it's guaranteed somebody has put it in sometime.
2: Oh so, yes. Yeah. So mm-hmm. there's a little life hack for the listeners. That's right. Cool. <laughs> you
0: so getting back to your podcast, um, oh. what is your favorite episode? And can you tell us a little bit about the process that went into it? God.
2: Damn, I hate these questions. I'm sorry. Well, like every one of them is like your little baby. Yeah. Uh, like you know, with like the creative process, you put so much time and energy into it, and, and just you nurture it like a little plant, and mm-hmm. you breathe warmth into it. You're, like, you're gonna be something special someday. I believe yeah. in you. I, you know, and then then you you birth it and you kick it out of the house and be like, oh, you're out in the world on your own now, kid. Yeah. Right. So like each one of them is special to me in some way. Um, I would say so okay so the cock episode I don't know if you've heard the cock episode but mm. the cock episode is just a weird soundtrack of things so I really appreciated that that was the first time we didn't even bother going on and introducing anything we just jumped right into it because one of our listeners called in and was like you guys don't talk about enough cock so I was like let me find all this so I found information about which is Putting people's dicks in trees oh, wow. from, from uh, old books. Um, there was a lot of, like a lot of the witches in the old days, I guess, used to steal men's penises a lot. So
0: it's really problematic. <laughs> it is.
2: It is problematic. So I did. I, so I had a lot of fun researching that and just be like, how are we just going to throw as much cock at this person as possible just to like, <laughs> satisfy them? Um, I, I found out about flatworm penis fencing oh wow Uh, so because they're hermaphroditic Mm -hmm. and they they have both sex organs but they they have this like two-pronged penis and they meet and one of them has to wrestle the other one in submission and the way they inseminate is by like piercing the abdomen of the other with their two-pronged penis and injecting sperm so neither one of them wants to be the the receiving Mm -hmm. one right because when you're the mom then you're like i'm saddled with the children now i gotta raise them and all that, So they're like, I don't want to be the mom. Well, I don't want to be the mom. So they, they wrestle for that. So I found that really interesting. So we threw all that stuff in there. But I think the the episode that I felt really changed it for me, where I was like, I'm going to take this in a completely different direction, is the um, Alice Little and the mystery of the sex island aphrodisiac. And that's when I was like, I want to start taking things to the next level. And it all came about because uh, I was reading this article about Sex Island. I don't know if you know about Sex Island.
0: No, tell us about Sex Island.
2: Okay, so Sex Island was this vacation package that some guys put together. Uh, it was This was a few years back, and I was reading this article in the New York Post about it. And for a set price, I think it was like, Something reasonable. It was like eight thousand dollars, maybe. Oh. I don't know. But if, for, for what you get, it was it was reasonable. They they fly you down to uh, the Cayman Islands or some some uh, Caribbean island down there, and they put you on a yacht with a bunch of other guys, and, and they have a lot of prostitutes, and every guy gets to come and like pick out two girls that are gonna be his girls for the whole long weekend. They oh, do this wow. over a long weekend. And they fly you down, maybe it was Turks and Caicos, but they fly you down, they put you on this boat and then all the food and all the alcohol and the women are all included. And I guess they give you like unlimited condoms and Viagra, oh, wow. right? And they take you on this yacht to a private island that has a mansion resort on it with golf course, tennis courts, uh, all, you know, full five car, five star buffet chef, right? And then of course there's drugs involved, but they don't mention, they're like, you know, you, they kind of have this little thing on their website when I went, they have this Q and A. Cause I was like, I need to find out more about this, you know, research for the podcast, obviously. Um, and so they're like, yeah, we don't provide drugs, but you know, there might be some nearby that you could purchase kind of wink, wink. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> but they, so they were talking about this drug called toothy, which was this pink stuff. And supposedly it made you like, Hornier than you'd ever been horny in your life. And it wasn't Viagra, it wasn't anything like that. It was toothy, and I was like, what the hell is toothy? And so I started investigating toothy to find out what this was. And then it led me down this rabbit hole of this drug that was developed at the University of Arizona back in the 90s. It was this peptide that people would inject to get tan, huh. it was this tanning peptide, but then they realized that the, the side effect of it was that it was an aphrodisiac and it, it didn't act in any way like viagra or anything like that it was actually like an aphrodisiac it worked for men and worked for women i was like this is fascinating i started reading all the medical research on it and the the drug went from university of arizona and these other companies started getting involved and there was like patent disputes about the whole drug And then they wanted to bring it public, and then there was maybe some shadiness going on because this was right around the time when Viagra and Cialis and all these other erectile dysfunction drugs were controlling the market, and this would have knocked them all out of the market because it works for everybody. And it actually, instead of just like, oh, it's going to give you an erection, it made you horny from everything, from all the reviews, from everything I found in all the literature and all the scientific tests on this. They're like, no. This stuff just like, makes you horny. I was like, this must have been what they had. This must have been the sex island drug. How do mm-hmm. I find out more about this stuff? And there was a, there was a company that wanted to release it, but uh, Pfizer and all these other companies supposedly might have repressed the FDA mm-hmm. uh, approving it because they were going to FDA trials from, for this drug. And uh, so there might have been some shenanigans because it would have threatened their billions of dollars in revenue. So I found this and I was like, wow, you know, this stuff is out there. There's more out there. And that's when I realized I kind of because that's when I realized that there was so much more I could do. And I could tell this story in a weird audio sort of way and use all the scientific studies because I didn't want to make it dry and be like, well, here's this study. Because, you know, once you start going down this scientific rabbit hole. You find it interesting, but other people might not find it interesting if you're just reading these studies out. So yeah. it's was like, okay, maybe I'll read this in like a German guy voice, like German doctors, you know, here's what we found by this drug. Um, so that that kind of like sent it in this other direction because the way the podcast started was it wasn't originally called the Dirty Talk podcast. It was called Dirty Talk with Rain De Grey. So my partner in crime and co-host, uh, Rain De Grey. She's a fetish model, and um, she'd been doing stuff for a long time. She's also a sex educator and a writer. She does a regular advice column, and so we said, okay, well, let's start a podcast, which is kind of like that. We'll talk about, you know, sexy issues. We'll have people call in, ask questions. That kind of standard podcast fare. And we did that for a number of episodes. And once I stumbled upon this whole other thing with the drug. And everything. And there was some dabbling in that early on where I was like, I don't want to make this just two people talking about sexy things and research. Right. I was like, I want to make this something interesting that people would want to listen to. And then that's the divergent. And so I think that might be my favorite episode is because that's when I said I'm taking the reins of this thing. And I redubbed it Dirty Talk podcast just so it was more than her just it was more than her podcast or we like, oh, we're just gonna you know, sex ed type stuff. It was like, Yeah, we're gonna do sex ed, but we're gonna do it in this whole other way. Cool. I
0: think you guys accomplished that very well. Well, thank you. So yeah. Uh it's a really interesting podcast. It's uh and it's something different every time. So it's um mm-hmm. do you how how do you Pick out what you're going to talk about. Do you, do you go looking for things, or do they kind of fall into your lap, or is it a combination?
2: Uh, it's a combination of things. Um, well, with some of them, it, it, like we'll we'll just come up with a topic, uh, and then we'll both go research it and see what we find, and then we'll come back and say, "Hey, I found this thing. Maybe we should run with this. How are, how are we going to present this, mm-hmm. right?" Um, and sometimes. We, we do a weekly podcast called Dirty Talk After Hours, which is available on our Patreon. And we'll talk about stuff in the news. So it's a lot more topical and it's a lot more behind the scenes of what's kind of going on with us and our lives as well. Because we decided that the, the main podcast, Dirty Talk podcast, we want that to be kind of evergreen. So at first, when we, in the first few episodes, we were finding weird stuff in the news to talk about. When I was like, I don't want people coming and listening in three years to this episode, and then you know this news is three years old by now. I want I want it to always be relevant. Mm-hmm. So that's why we decided, okay, we're going to do this weekly one on Patreon, and a lot of the times stuff will come out of that. Like the the Christmas episode I did was about Jesus's foreskin. Yes, the prepuce. Yes, the Holy Preview. <laughs> and I had just randomly come upon this because I was, uh, I like to, to post random photos on our Instagram and everything. Just you've got to keep the social media presence mm-hmm. buzzing. Just get the interest, make people, grab the people's eyeballs, right? Yeah. Uh, so I was looking at old Renaissance art because I really love finding old art. And I started finding that there's thousands of paintings of the circumcision of Christ and I had no idea about this. I went to Catholic school when I was younger. We weren't Catholic at all, but my parents to, decided to send me to parochial school because they thought the education was better. Yeah. But since I wasn't Catholic, I wasn't able to participate in any of the stuff. I couldn't do the communion, oh, yeah. anything like that. But it always interested me. And I, they, they taught me all this stuff that had no relevance to my life at all because my parents were kind of hippie, new agey people, but they're just like, we want you to have a better education, so you're going to Catholic school. Um, So I had never heard about Christ's circumcision, and here's all these thousands, like every Renaissance master basically did their version of the circumcision of Christ. I didn't know that was a thing, so when I started looking into it, I said, this is amazing. Why don't people talk about Christ's foreskin, because there's so much debate about it and it was this integral part of the church for so long that basically got wiped out and was like no we're not even going to talk about this anymore so yeah. i had found that just by randomly looking at, at old paintings and then i talked about that on our weekly podcast and then i was like you know what i'm gonna write this whole dr seuss rhyme like children's story about the holy prepuce and and that's what the the last Christmas episode was, and that Am that I is intrigued? a
0: fantastic episode. That was, did you listen to it? I did. That's got to be one of my favorites. I was definitely going to ask you about that because okay, uh, I'm planning a trip to Calcutta uh, oh, now because of well, that. I'm jealous. Oh <laughs> well, well I'm not going to be able to go for a very long time.
2: Well, yeah, <laughs> but, I did, um, but I had the the follow up. Uh, I got a hold of the author that wrote the the book. Yeah. You listened to the the interview with him. I did. Yeah, Calcutta sounds like an amazing place. I wish when I had gone through Italy, I, if I had known, I would have definitely gone yeah. to Calcutta.
0: Yeah. So it's, ah, oh, jeez. And um, see, I, I went to Italy when I was uh maybe 15 or so, uh, uh-huh. but it was on a, a trip with other people, like uh, a school trip. So yeah. all the all the girls I was with were like, let's find a Taco Bell and that kind of thing. And I'm like, I kind You're of like Italy. <laughs> Be in Italy and do Italian things and stuff like that. So definitely, like going chasing after foreskin was not on the
2: agenda. (laughs) That wasn't on the menu.
0: No, no. A couple girls tried to hook up, which it's not difficult to do in Italy. Like it's,
2: Uh, I'm sure the Italian guys are quite open. (laughs) Young (laughs) American woman. Oh yes, you're looking for some fun.
0: (laughs) So I'm not sure why they thought this was a challenge. It's like walk up to somebody, just say. Yeah. I am, am female and available. And they'll be like, well, all right,
2: then let's. <laughs> Welcome to Italy.
0: <laughs> so, but yeah, the, I, I just, uh, and that, that whole village sounds like cool, like this hilltop village filled with old hippies yeah. and a magical foreskin, like what's not to love?
2: Oh, so, yeah. Uh, I need to make my pilgrimage at some point.
0: Yeah. And so, you used to
2: get the 10-year indulgence, but uh, I guess you can't get that anymore. Oh, <laughs> yeah. But unfortunately the foreskin's not there anymore. So yeah, if Anybody's listening that has no idea what happened to the foreskin, it's a mystery. You can go listen to the podcast. Yes. Yes. It's a mystery as to what has happened to the foreskin. No
0: one knows. Unfortunately. So, so I mean like because there's a there's a couple different foreskin's that were on parade at the time of Charlemagne. Um yes. and it just makes you kind of wonder like a foreskin is not a rare thing to come across. You you can probably get them around here and there um
2: <laughs> in the dustbin
0: somewhere yeah. yes um but uh, just like p- wouldn't people question the freshness of like and, and that's <laughs> the,
2: the freshness yeah you know the freshness of the foreskin does come in play yeah. one of the things i was reading about when i was doing the research for it and there there was a surprising amount of research for this mm-hmm. is um so so relics Catholic relics, Christian relics, were huge in the Middle Ages. Like all the churches wanted to have them, whether yeah. it was like the head of Saint Paul or you know the bones of Saint Valentine, they they all had their thing. Like come to our church and we'll show you this stuff. Yeah. And there was like I was saying, there was at least eighteen different churches that had a foreskin at that time, or what they claimed to be a foreskin. And in order to prove that it was a foreskin, they would have tasters. So they couldn't prove that it was necessarily a foreskin, but they had somebody that would take it and put it in their mouth and be like, oh, yeah, that's definitely that's definitely flesh. Right. So they can't like they can't necessarily say that's the foreskin of Christ, but they could say, yeah, that's a piece of human flesh and it looks kind of like a foreskin. So I thought that was weird that they had like physicians, which were official foreskin tasting physicians that would come and be like verify. Yes, that that could quite possibly be what you claim it to be.
0: There was a, a one woman you mentioned in her podcast who'd eaten the foreskin over a hundred times.
2: Mm-hmm. Agnes Blanbeckin.
0: Yeah. D- does it regenerate or did she eat numerous foreskins?
2: Uh, she kept feeling it on her tongue. Huh. She, she had this miraculous thing. I think she had a dream about it and she woke up and she felt it on her tongue and she said it was the, this sweetness, oh. the honey in her mouth. And she she swallowed it, but then after she swallowed it, she felt it on her tongue again, and she did this over a hundred times. Oh wow! I read in the literature, uh, so she just had this divine. And there was it, it played in these weird uh, weird ways, where the one lady thought that her and Christ had become married, and mm-hmm. Christ had given her the foreskin to wear on her ring as their wedding wow. ring which I mean, that's, I don't know if it's the romantic, it's a most a romantic conversation video. starter, I guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tell me how you two met.
0: <laughs> Very interesting. So yeah, I, I just love all these uh, like quirky little stories that you guys come across uh, that you just like open up and uh, share with the world. And it's, I just really, it's, it's uh, such an exciting podcast and there's, I, I don't feel like there's there's anything really like it out there.' it's, it's very unique to you guys
2: yeah so. that's what I've been trying to do I don't want I, well I try to take different all the different genres mm-hmm. of the podcasts and incorporate them in to the podcast mm-hmm. uh, So be like how do I want to tell this story Oh maybe we can do like a true crime podcast feel to this thing right or you know or like we did a movie review you were talking about the, the sex doll thing earlier mm-hmm. was like oh we have all this weird information about sex dolls how are we could present this in a fun way like, oh, let's do some movie reviews let's find some sex doll movies yeah and, and watch and watch those and then interlace all this weird information that we found with the movie review got that thing so yeah I, I want people when they tune in to never know what to expect because i don't i don't want it to get stale and i'm sure as as a as a fellow creator you know, you find that it's difficult to keep finding new topics mm-hmm. that haven't been covered before. Cause I want people to come to us and be like, I have never heard about this thing before. This is weird. Tell me more. Right. right? Cause, Cause there's so many podcasts out there. There's so many people doing their things and they're like, Oh, let's find some weird, quirky stuff. And I was like, I want to go and find the most obscure crap that no one's ever heard about. So I'll, go down i'll read old newspaper articles from like the 1800s to try and just find stories and it's a lot of it's in the research so you were asking if it's if it's research or if it's or if it's uh we pick a topic and like i said it's kind of both so we'll stumble upon things and then once we say oh or if we say let's go research this topic like for ghosts, when we did our spectrophilia podcast a couple a of couple October was back, um, I was like, let me, let me research ghosts. And I found that there was this magazine article about Thomas Edison had, was working on this ghost machine where he thought that we could contact the other side. And there was this article that was written back in 1920 about this. Um, and radio was this brand new thing. i was like, this is amazing. So I searched everywhere I possibly could and finally found this digitized magazine article because this magazine, the, it was called the American magazine and hadn't existed for years. And so I finally was able to find a digitized copy of it to read the original article of this ghost machine. I was like, this is amazing because if you think about it at that time, if thomas edison thomas fucking edison is like oh i'm working a machine it should be ready we could probably talk to ghosts in like six months you're like what my family is dead if i can talk to them in six months and thomas edison says so it's it like in my mind it's like if uh elon musk came out today and be like oh yeah we found evidence of the afterlife and we'll be able to get them on the you know video conference in next year sometime people would lose their fucking minds because oh, yeah. it's thomas edison Right. So my thought on that, once I went back and was able to find the original documents, was like, how would people react knowing that? And because you're thinking, if you think about it, it was 1920. They just had the First World War, which had seen so many people die. And the 1918 influenza pandemic where all these other people had died. And so spiritualism and the the occult had really come into popular culture because of it, because everybody, everybody had lost somebody they loved. Yeah. And there was this hope and all these necromancers and people were praying on all these people saying like, oh yeah, you know, I'll, I'll seance and we can talk to your loved one, right? But this was like the man of science, Thomas Edison. So it would have blown people's minds. So I was like, how do I take this idea and express like how big of a thing this would have been had you been living back then to have thomas edison come out and be like oh yeah you can talk to your dead grandma you know next tuesday i got a machine
0: very cool so (laughs) god that, that i i think like back then uh there was people were a little more willing to uh investigate those kind of things uh it wasn't so much based in like uh oh we're not going to give you a grant for that because that's stupid and mm-hmm. uh it, and so I, th- I think that maybe science at that point was a little more open to kind of what we we now have decided are obscure ideas and we've decided that they're obscure so we're not going to investigate in them and any mm-hmm. further and which is a, a little sad but
2: yeah i mean there's definitely there's more to the universe uh, then then we can see, mm-hmm. but we don't know how to test it yet. Right. Right. And what I, what I always come upon is the uh, idea of, there's an old saying, it's like, I don't know who discovered water, but I know it wasn't a fish. Right. Because the whole concept being like, if you are living immersed in something all the time, you're just not aware of it. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so we can only measure basically what we can see, but if there's something all-encompassing, that we are living in how are we supposed to be aware of that even if there's no way for us to necessarily measure for it right so it's un, yeah it's unfortunate that there's not i mean there's some scientific research into that i don't necessarily believe in psychics and things like that i always tell people i'm a skeptical atheist Mm -hmm. um but i mean there's 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 more than we can comprehend because our brains were only developed to be hunter-gatherers. Mm-hmm. And so we're limited by that. And if you think of like an ant on the ground, tr- trying to comprehend our society, if we're looking up at the vast universe, we have no idea what's greater than us. Cause right. we're just ants looking up into something that we can't comprehend.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. So Very
0: interesting. Um, your previous episode uh, reminded me a little bit of when I was in art history um, mm-hmm. and I didn't know I, I don't know if you maybe came across it uh, I think it's the Annunciation of Christ uh, uh-huh. they used to believe that Mary was impregnated by the Holy Spirit in the form of a dove whispering into her ear and oh,
2: okay.
0: that Good. the baby came into her ear and then went into her womb uh, and then at some really? point and I'm not sure where uh church canon decided that that that's not how it happened it's just magic and like sent the baby inside uh-huh. and it's it, there, there's no ear babies but no
2: uh, that's sad that there's no ear babies i there. know
0: ear babies are great
2: <laughs> i would I, I hadn't heard that that it was a dove whispering in her ear
0: mm-hmm.
2: and they kind of like spat the baby into her ear yeah <laughs> you yeah. all know the, the ear and the uterus is connected but i mean that, yeah that's been that's been proven
0: well the uterus can fly around inside of you. I mean it's hysteria, right? So Yeah. Yeah, that's where it comes from. If if you get too upset, your uterus is going to fly around and attach to some part of your body and that part of your body stops working. So mm-hmm. that that's what people used to believe. In, in case anybody yeah. thinks I'm just ranting.
2: No, no, look it up. Yeah, you yeah. just have to rip it out, you know. People <laughs> women women start getting too uppity. Mm-hmm. The problem solved. There you go.
0: <laughs> like so, uh, very cool. Now, has there ever been an episode that you found information for and that you were just like, we can't do this. We, we can't bring this to the public. It's too much. Um,
2: <laughs> I don't really have many boundaries. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I mean, if, if I had found something like, whoa, you know, we can't talk about that. We were um, originally... This year, we're going to start working on the seven deadly sins. Mm. We were thinking, uh, let's let's do a podcast for each sin, right? That's interesting. And we were going to start working on, let's start with greed. And so we started researching greed. (laughs) We were thinking, maybe this isn't the time to really get into the weird dark nature of all this stuff right now <laughs> yeah. and and how are we going to tell this in a fun amusing way and i don't know so we so we spent a little bit of time going down this road because it was like i think lust would be fun but then like it was the original thoughts you know you have those original oh seven deadly sins. that's gonna be fun um And then it just doesn't come to fruition. And so sometimes ideas don't really come to fruition. Or if you've heard something somewhere, because there's, you know, there's all that schoolyard talk from when you were a kid and somebody's told you like, oh, this weird random thing. And you're like, oh, that's cool. And you believe it your whole life. Right. Yeah. And then so we'll, we'll say, oh, let's research this thing because, oh, I, you know, I've always thought this thing was real. And then we'll go in and research that. It was like, no, that's bullshit. And so we'll, you know, waste a couple of weeks researching this thing. It's like, ah, never mind. So, th- so there's definitely things like that where we've like, we can't use this because it's too depressing and, and we'll get depressing. Like I tried to get as depressing as possible with our, our Halloween podcast. Um, and because that was kind of my exercising being stuck in the house the the last story in our Halloween podcast the two minutes till midnight was me just ruminating on the year so far being locked away from humanity and up here in Sonoma County we had all these fires that were going on so the and and down there you guys had some fires we did yeah yeah so that the air was choked with smoke and we couldn't open the windows but we were also having a heat wave at the same time and we you know first of all you can't leave the house because there's nowhere really to go but you can't even leave the house to get fresh air because there's smoke everywhere but you're in the house and you're just dripping sweat because we're in the heat wave yeah so so i got really dark with that and it was like how do i express how dark this is coming and also with everything going around going on around the election and mm. you know, there's so much us and them going on so we're not afraid to get dark necessarily i think the only time we say okay we're not going to do this is when we're just like uh this isn't really gonna work we can't really find a fun way so we Mm -hmm. might do the seven deadly sins at some point if we could find a fun way to approach it (laughs) but yeah but we're not we wouldn't shy away from like this is controversial right Mm because i i'm not afraid to be controversial at all we're going to be talking about masturbation in our next episode that we're yeah. working on right now, cool. uh, doing all the recording and everything for it. So um, there's some controversial things in that, I would say. But uh, stay tuned. I'm calling yeah. for an end to masturbation. Um,
0: calling for an end to
2: it? I'm calling for an end to masturbation. <laughs> Just, uh, and that will be explained, not ah. the act itself. I yes. think masturbation is a beautiful thing
0: <laughs> <laughs> I I do know that there was a, an online guru uh, for a while her name was Kelly and uh-huh. uh, she she vanished from the internet because she she believed that, that she had gotten a calling from her spiritual guide but one of her one of her edicts was that you must stop masturbating because everything you think about when you masturbate comes into fruition like Tulpas and uh, Manifestations and stuff like that So really yeah Which I kind of wish was true That uh,
2: would be and- <laughs> interesting You know I mean the world would be full of so many More bizarre things because There are plenty yeah. of odd masturbation Fantasies out there <laughs> I wish that were true yeah. Lady. yeah Yeah, I mean That kind of reminds me my, my, my mom was super hippie We were in a cult for a long time When mm-hmm. I was a kid and her and my dad actually met in Est. I don't know if you've ever heard of Est.
0: No, I haven't.
2: EST. It was run by this man, Warner Earhart, in San Francisco in the 1970s. And it was wow. very much bringing all this stuff together. But she would tell me when I was a kid that you know anything I was conceptualizing would be real um, and you know would be coming into reality, that kind of thing. So mm. I was terrified because I would watch horror films as a kid and then... I would think that like Jason Voorhees was hiding in my closet and I was like, I, so I'd have to talk at the closet and be like, I'm sorry that you drowned Jason. I'm really sorry, Aww. but don't kill me because I love you. So like, I understand. <laughs> it's like, because you could reason.
0: Yeah. He, he is one of the more sympathetic, uh, like slashers really.
2: Yes. So. He is. I mean, he was this poor, you know, Disabled child that drowned because the the counselors are too busy having sex up in the hayloft. Yeah, and, you know uh, yeah. So Poor guy. It's kind of a feel-good movie and a lot of you're like good for you, Jason yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, 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 I think he got his revenge after the first few uh, <laughs> you know, I mean he's always got a chip on his shoulder. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. So just frustrated
2: yeah. yeah, I mean, it's it's not like who who is a pedophile, and right. he's like, oh, he deserved to die anyways. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I get it. I, I feel for him. Yes. Soft spot.
0: Now, if people want to enjoy your podcast, uh, where should they go, and how is the best way to get in touch with you or call into your show?
2: Uh, so, go to dirtytalkpodcast.com. Find all the information there. There's links to every podcast service there. You can find it on everywhere where you find the podcast, Apple podcasts, you know, Google Stitcher whatever, all the links are there. Just go to dirtytalkpodcast.com. There's also a contact form on there. And if they want to call us, they can always call us at 775 DTP cast. And I don't remember the, what numbers that is off the top of my head. I just remember 775 <laughs> DTP cast. If they want to call in, ask a question or be like, Hey, research this thing for me
0: yeah very cool okay so thank you for coming on the show today is there anything that you want to uh leave our listeners with
2: um be excellent to each other yes the, the immortal words of uh bill s preston esquire and ted theater logan yes be excellent to each other
0: very nice okay Thank you so much, T.C., and I'm looking forward to that masturbation podcast.
2: <laughs> Share it with someone you love. I
0: will. <laughs> All right. Take care. Thanks for me on. Bye. Hey, bye. Cool. The specialists of special thanks to T.C. Rollins of the Dirty Talk podcast. You can check out the Dirty Talk podcast on their website, dirtytalkpodcast.com. It's easy to remember. And thank you so much to our legendary announcer Savage C Walnar who starts it off right. We couldn't do it without you Savage, so thank you so much and we couldn't do it without Ethan Mcsell, composer of the U Mine theme, Demilitarized Zone. It's a good one. You like it? I do. Hey, check out patreon.com/lucidnap. Yeah. That's, uh, you know, you can become a monthly subscriber, you can get cool perks, or you can just go to buymeacoffee.com slash lucidnap and make a small one-time donation, if you want to support the show, that is. You can also go to lostbreadcomic.com, where you can get artwork and stickers and all sorts of crazy stuff. Yeah, it's a good place to go. Or you can just follow us. There's no money needed. You can just follow us on all of our social media and see what we're up to, and you should be checking out Creeping Wave Radio. It is our audio drama featuring some of the greatest up-and-coming talent in music and acting and more. Yeah, check that out because uh, the beginning sequences with the me and Scratch, yeah, that ties into Creeping Wave Radio. So if you're wondering what that's all about, well, you're going to find out in our new season of Creeping Wave Radio when it comes around, starting on Halloween and hopefully ending on Christmas Day, if it works the way we planned. But either way, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening, whatever you're doing, because it means so much to us that there's other people out there who actually have some interest in what we're doing and that we're not just like screaming into the void, which I do anyway, but I mean like it would be a huge waste of time to spend all this time editing me just screaming into the void, but maybe that's a good podcast. Maybe that's something we'll try in the future. I don't know. Let me know what you think in the comments anyway. A super special thanks to the Gramerica Show, Nikki Benfield, and the lovable Neil, because there are Patreons. You too can be a Patreon, and get a thanks at the end of the show, and like other cute perks and stuff like that. I'm always trying to come up with perks, and then I never update the perks, because like I never really, yeah, I'm always scared I'll do the wrong thing. So tell me what the right thing is, and I'll do it. That's how it works. Okay, thanks for listening. Bye! The you Mind is brought to you by Lucid Nat Productions in cooperation with a hairy old man. Thank you for listening. Bye.
1: Welcome to Wild Speculation, a podcast where each episode is a short story that explores one of the many strange, wonderful, and sometimes disturbing worlds of speculative fiction. You can find us at wildspeculation.buzzsprout.com on the Project Entertainment Network and wherever else you find podcasts. So sit back, enjoy the story, and let your imagination run wild.
0: This has been a presentation of the Project Entertainment Network.